this is in your heads where the theme song starts fading in out rather not fading in and our voices start fading uh in not out and uh, hey, hey everybody welcome welcome to the chiluminati podcast episode 49 as always i am one of your hosts mike martin joined by my two co-hosts jesse cox how's it going jesse hello and alex what's up alex you know just chilling, how, doing how, my thing. Yeah, how 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 was your week, boys? How was your nobody your cares th- about any of this? Skinwalker <laughs> Ranch. Yeah, I've been we're... waiting forever. <laughs> Tell me the weird stuff. I'm this, tired I mean, of waiting. Of the, a lot of the time, after you listen to the Illuminati, you feel like you're waiting forever for the next episode. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Oh my god! If you sign up for Patreon right now at the fifteen dollar oh level or above, you don't have to wait at all before you can get six or eight. I don't know how many there are now. A lot of mini episodes that come right after these episodes. You can get ad-free versions of the podcast, patreon.com slash pod. Check it out. Thank you for supporting us. That's why this comes out once a week. Check it out. Yeah. Go there. Tell me rewards. about the ranch. We are. We're getting to the ranch, I promise. But Tell me about the Hidden Valley. I got carrots. Can... I got everything. Let's find <laughs> guys, out. We couldn't do this without you. Can we, can we at the very least at the top of the episode go, holy crap, Andrew WK acknowledged us? Okay. We'll talk about it more in a mini-sode after this but i i just we, i gotta put it out there like this can happened I just, can i can i just quickly put out a thing that's like if you listen to the andrew wk episode you know that this guy is definitely messing with us yes and having a good time <laughs> yeah. especially since he released it a year to the day so please don't please don't roast him please don't go in <laughs> on our behalf and try and like fight for us with your mighty internet swords that's 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 not that's not what we want I mean, just he's, let this he's referencing the topic of the podcast and he had to have listened because it's not like the title is just his name there's no like what the actual topic about him is about right listen so, yeah yeah so officially he's our biggest fan now so yeah that's it well that and we're officially part of the conspiracy now we are officially part of the andrew this WK is how the conspiracy. government gets you this is yeah, how they man. do it this is it. And for the only thing I've learned from this podcast, this is how they start. Now we're in on it. This is, <laughs> is as close we... to the Illuminati as I'm going to get. I'm really That's excited. True. Did you ever know that? Did you ever think, Jesse, that you would get within tweeting distance of Andrew WK? Yes. In the Chil- okay, well. I mean, yeah. Good. All right, that's fine. I'm glad that's going to happen. We've got <laughs> episode 49, Skinwalker Ranch Part 3. We're going to dive right into it. And at the very top, there's a couple of things I want to cover about last episode. One, one of the biggest mysteries that we walked away from last episode with was the no dig clause in the contract, right? Uh, yes. What, what it was caused. We've done some digging uh, as well as uh, hearing from you other people. You dug into the no dig contract? Oh, Yeah, I dug no. into it, dude. I dug this into is... it. Apparently, and this is a, this is good to know, this is very common for if a, a, a part of land is known to have minerals, oil, anything like that, that you are not allowed to dig onto that property without the permission of of those prior because it's like layers of ownership and, and what is underneath the ground and all this stuff. So like theoretically, you could have found it out and then like skeeze them out of their money. Yeah. By giving them by buying it as if there's nothing down there and then turning it around and making there's, like an insane profit off it. That exactly. Kind of thing? So there's yeah, okay. it's right along those lines. And, and I was given like a, a huge list of legal reasons that could be in it. So that's not something that's should be bizarrely out of the ordinary but in the general you eventually, context. Like, what if you want to dig eventually? You had well with the that particular clause is they had to get approval from the previous owners. So they could. They just had they just to needed get to get approval. approval from the previous owners that they bought the land off of. From. Oh, okay. The so maybe thing- it's not fishy, but so maybe it's not fishy, but it is still that like they did see some value in the land. Correct. Right? Sure. Okay. There's still some. There. The other thing I want to kind of not really correct, but kind of clarify a little bit. At the end of last episode, we ended with uh, the wife having seen the vehicle, the thing parked outside. And I she, remember I said she saw a desk and a man walked up to her door. The that desk was, coming out of the side of the RV. That was my poor, I poorly crafted that particular paragraph. What she saw was the ship and a desk inside the ship, not outside the ship, inside the ship. And okay. the silhouetted man figure she saw as he walked into the door frame of his ship. He didn't walk up to the door of the house. That so was, she saw inside the correct. ship. She saw inside the desk. ship, the man that walked up with the the, the, the the all black attire, the seven feet tall, like everything that I described that fits men in black description. But she saw it from her house in the ship that was in her in on the ranch in viewing distance for her. Got it. Oh. Just want to clarify a couple things for those who who uh, who may have either been confused or I just miss. Uh, well, it wasn't like you were like it wasn't an alien RV. It was right. a truck a from the neighboring farm. Right. Yeah, it was like, just a bunch of dudes drinking in their truck, and she was crazy. Yeah. 
but we're gonna go back in and we're going to discuss the last of the general occurrences that happened on the ranch for the Gorman family. Now, keep in mind, I am not covering everything. There's so many things that have been just reported. Covering them all would be four parts alone. So we're just gonna cover major events and a couple of them, and that's about it. Now, one of the things I talked about before, the Mothman aspect, that, that's a very quick event that I will very quickly, uh, that we'll cover in part four because there are other people more involved with that than the family. But as far as family-specific events, that's what this episode is going to wrap up. <clears throat> Last we left our Gorman family. The wife had seen a craft of some sort sitting in the yard, as I previously clarified, and yet there it sat, <clears throat> even though she said it would have had to pass by her window for it to even be where she saw it, and that she would have noticed it in the middle of the night driving there, and yet there we are, and there sat the, the vehicle. And while the mythical bulletproof wolf encounter and the RV-like UFO are certainly absolutely strange, that they're strange things to encounter, the weird and wild was only just getting started for this family. If you recall from last episode, when we were talking about just the general experiences happening on the ranch, I in passing spoke of a window into quote-unquote potentially another reality. Now, this isn't something that just Tom or Tad or his wife experienced. This window in the sky is something the whole family has claimed to experience and seen in some way. And this window was always in the western sky on the ranch. And what is it that they saw in the western sky exactly? Well, that would depend. Tom Gorman explained to the author of Hunt for the Skinwalker that depending on the angle you were able to catch the window from, it looked different and sometimes even unnoticeable. For example, when driving on the road around Skinwalker property, this window was impossible to see. But once you got on the roadway heading toward the ranch, you could see it as a faint, distant, orangish cloud. So it's like some Doctor Who shit. Yes, very much so. Like angles okay. and like you can't really see it. You know, like those weird like holo I kind of picture them like those weird holographic cards that you turn and it moves. But like once you hold it to a certain angle, you can kind of like see both images. Kind of like yeah, weird like there's like some that. sort of cloaking or some sort of yes. obscuring. Yeah, something along technology. those lines. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> On approach to the property, that ill-defined orange cloud would become clearer and clearer, and perhaps unsurprisingly. The only clear vantage point to see this window in its entirety was none other than the family ranch house itself. The orange tunnel would go on to be described as, quote, a three-dimensional orange tunnel that receded away from them, and the sides of the tunnel were perfectly camouflaged with the sky. So from a side view, the observer could see nothing at all, end quote. And that's how they described it. Like when they were looking into this thing directly at it, it very much appeared like a, a weird tunnel that they uh, they just kind of appearing through. It was described as, quote, the coolest damn shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it had me tripping balls, yo. I was straight wildin'. <laughs> just straight ass wildin'. Imagine I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for that to be in your book. When they, at the time you've seen Alien, the Fasciani Files, and you're just like, I was straight wildin'. Dude, okay. Fasciani if files. I just saw I like that. some like fucking like like alien, just you know, like I'm walking through some city and that thing comes at me out of an alleyway, I would be like, no fucking way! Get the cameras out! Everybody picks. Go I'm, go go! Who cares? I'm wildin' right now. I would I'm objectify wildin'. the fuck out of that alien. He would be researched. He would be cataloged. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> just the Mothman screaming out of that thing. Kelly's uh. been doing this thing where she like does like research for like national geographic by like taking pictures of local flora and fauna and like that's exactly how i think we need to be about aliens i'm into it i agree 100 percent. so what i personally find interesting uh, about this is that obviously the first thing my brain jumped to is of course the only place you can see this thing clearly is the ranch and everywhere else it's bizarrely obscured and hard to see if not completely invisible However, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a convenient like Canadian girlfriend kind it, of. It is a very con a very convenient Canadian girlfriend excuse. Yeah. However, at the same time, the other side of my brain, who desperately just wants this all to be real, 
if this thing is intelligently interacting with the family and is like toying with them and messing with them, it does seem to make sense that they're it, it's focused very much on them. Uh, that that this window is only keeping itself visible for the family in the area and and nothing else. Depending on what it is, yeah, yeah. And this thing showed up all the time, so often in fact that Tom had a regular spot to go out, sit down, and just look at this thing from a distance. A four-foot-high tree stump that he'd walk out to with either a pair of binoculars or the rifle from his, or the scope from his rifle, rather, to set up and just hang out and look at the thing. Just chill out, dude. Just roll up. How is it that out. this doesn't make sense? Stare into the orange tunnel, man. <laughs> How is it, it that wait you minute, would have? Hold on. What do you mean it doesn't make sense, Jesse? Well, I'm just saying logically, this dude knew. That he'd have the opportunity to sit there and just stare at it. And not once took a photo? Not once? You know, then Not once he knew <laughs> when to go and chill? It happened that many times? Not once he's like, no one's going to believe me. I should take a photo. Not have once? You ever read Tuck, have you ever read Tuck Everlasting? No. You know, they just kind of want to keep it, you know, it's their little secret. It's their little secret. That's they so stupid. That's not a little secret. That is world changing. We will that talk is, again. Someone would pay you a billion dollars for that photo. Scott, I almost called you my friend Scott. Jesse, we're just taking you on. You call me whatever you want, baby. As long <laughs> as I get those photos, get me those photographs. You got to just t- take the ride on the Gorman train because next episode, we're going to dive into the more scientific there's a, stuff. Oh, there's a whole other episode? Oh, baby. Yes, there is. There's a whole, I told you. You're just playing with me now. You're just playing with I was expecting <laughs> answers. This is the prequel. This is just the fucking prequel, bro. We laid down the historical fact. Then we lay down the lore of the Gorman family, and then we dive into when uh, <laughs> when they went and researched the entire place. Okay. Baby, it's all part of the package. I don't know. <laughs> well, one particular night, Tom was out resting on his tree stump with his rifle scope. But this time, when he looked beyond the orange window, what he saw was different. Instead of just an orangish window-like object in the sky, this time, beyond it, he could see an entirely new sky, where the sun, unlike where he was currently residing, had not set, and daylight spilled and filled this strange sky. Almost like maybe another time, maybe another reality, maybe another dimension, maybe another planet, who knows? Because it wouldn't stop there. On another night, Tom was stumping it. He was watching that window through the sky, and he saw what he says is, quote, Jesus Christ, waving at him from inside <laughs> with a doobie in his mouth. <laughs> I was about to say, when you say stumping it, to me it sounds like he just went out and got real high. I used to go stump it. I used to go stump it after my shows in LA. Yeah, I'm going to go, go stump down. it. We used to I, call it going to the stoop. All right. I, I, you know, I, I, I just have to put, they didn't call stumping it. I called it stumping it. It's a, it's a math Right. Well, term. now I want to call it stumping it. I do too, right? It, right? He's oh, out dude, there stumping, stumping it. it. Yeah, All right, stumping Jesus, it. Jesus just peeks over the side, just takes a hell of a hey, hit. Man. Yeah, I'm stumping <sighs> at three to six p.m. every day, baby. It's natural, man. It comes from the dude. Earth. That's when you start a stumping. podcast with Jesus Christ, where you smoke pot called Smoke Break. Jesus Here's Christ, the thing: dirt, dirt don't hurt. <laughs> that would be the most popular podcast in the world, dude. But people would be ready podcast. for Jesus to drop bombs. Jesus would be like, "Dude, did you know the moon?" Has a purpose. Don't people be don't like, do it. "Whoa, Jesus!" It'd be crazy. <laughs> Whoa, oh Jesus! But we'd be like not committing uh, one of the. We'd not be breaking one of the commandments because we'd be talking about him like directly. Right? Yeah, we're referencing yeah. him. We're not yeah, yeah, taking yeah. his name in vain. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jesus is like ripping blunts and taking shrooms, and he's like, "I, cr- I created this shit. Why aren't you using it?" I'm Have not doing it in this vain. <laughs> the tunnel to heaven. Have seen this fucking tunnel, bro? No, stairway to heaven. That song's about the window in the sky on Skinwalker Ranch. No. I I just started out there, dude. Okay, yes, then I believe you. Good job. <laughs> All right, here we go. No, this is stop it. Stop it. This is stupid. <laughs> okay, Tom on another night was out there stumping it, watching the window in the sky as he does on his nights where he goes and does the stump, and what he saw was quote. A three-dimensional onion that moved away from him. Unquote. Aren't all onions three-dimensional? <laughs> I mean, now that you actually mentioned it, onion. I don't want to say that he was actually stumping it, but dude was Rene out there. And he's 
Marguerite. Tell me that's not something a high person would say and be like, dude, I saw a three-dimensional onion. That is <laughs> that is the most high a person can get. <laughs> you ever say to someone, I saw a three-dimensional onion? You are All base. this time. All oh, this time, the sleeping. saucer descriptions are wrong. They're flying and just these onions. No, it was an onion, but it was it was going. You know what I mean? Like it was on its way. <laughs> and it was actually it there. Was, it wasn't like it was like picture. It was like three dimensions. It was. I could like put my hand out and grab the whole like around it. Like it wasn't just a video. Like I was. It was going, and I was trying to grab it, but it was leaving. Like I was reaching for the onion, and I was like, no. Oh, like, <laughs> no, he's gonna saute that shit. However, hungry, as as somebody who might be stumping it was, Tom's gaze was locked onto this onion. And while he was watching this three-dimensional onion hovering away from him, he quickly saw another black silhouetted ship-like object fly out from the window and zip into the sky. How above big is this window? Ranch. Just relative terms. How big? Big as you want it to be, baby. Big that's a that's million, a that's a good ass question. Big is all we know. We didn't they didn't measure it. We don't have a measure. I'm picturing like I'm picturing like Deep off. Space Nine. Like, yeah, I, well, like I don't know ass... if it's as big as Deep Space Nine, but big enough for things to kind of leave and come from. All right, all right, yeah. all right. So just for the record, one more time, the conceit of all of this BS is that there is a giant <laughs> orange window in the sky that can only be seen from this property any other location the angle on it, it have it's you like... seen the last crusade indiana jones 3 do yes. you remember no the bridge look the yeah, bridge. no i get it i get it i i totally get it i understand <laughs> what you're you... saying it's just like when people have the computer uh, blocker things and, and and you're at an office yeah. and you're trying to like snoop on your coworker but you can't yeah I get it. I understand it. But but what you're saying is this is the case here <laughs> on a giant sky window, except it's only on this property. All right. Like when you see it from, as you're approaching, it. like it's an orange like cloud and it comes at night when the sun's already down. It's like you're like, what is that? What yeah, is that? What and is then when that? you get to the right angle, you're like, oh, Jesus with a doobie. What but are I'm... you doing? <laughs> what up, my brothers? <laughs> And he's uh, listening to like some funky. But yes, that is the conceit. Fish. You have to he's accept for this fish. window Don't right now. Yeah. You have to accept this conceit just for this window <laughs> that <laughs> it is only viewable from a very. I can't, I can't stop with the Jesus in the. In I noticed. The All right, but it's okay. a great dude. Like he, him, and Mothman could be great friends. Yeah, they probably are in like some metaphysical jacuzzi reality. Right, right, right. Yeah. This particular so this particular little sighting of a of a black silhouetted object, whether it be a ship or something else, he just calls it an object <laughs> that he couldn't get a good like sight on. Happened a couple more times. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had like an in my mind I just had a Jesus Mothman conversation in a hot tub. And it was, just, and it was I great. It was like it was like it. a great scene. It was like a great whole scene. And Mothman was like, "Jesus, no one believes me, man." And Jesus was like, "People believe in me, dude, but they just don't listen, <laughs> right?" And they had like, yeah, and they had like a moment together. <laughs> I had a whole thing going on. I had a whole yeah. conversation. That was great. And well, I'm glad it was a good scene. Yeah, <laughs> now I've shared it with you. Now it's in your head too. It's true. It's true. Bigfoot's trying to get in. They're like, Bigfoot, shave down before here, you get here, bro. You clogged it. Get out of here. <laughs> he unzips uh, it. He unzips so, it. It's like, what? Buddha. From Pepsi Twist. <laughs> <laughs> so this sighting of, of silhouetted ships coming through the window would happen a few more times on multiple different nights. But what they kind always of scale moved... are we talking about? Huh? What kind of scale are we talking about on these things? Like, is he like, this is like the mothership from Independence Day popping up? We out don't thing? know because... He says it moves so quickly he could never get a good look at the thing. Hold on, so, but he has to understand size and scope, right? Sh- Comparative not, to the giant window like and the Earth, planet. Like an, yeah, surely not like a skyscraper size. No, it's, the way he words it and the way he talks about it, especially kind of ta- when, when talking about the, the 3D onion stuff, to me, it comes across as a ship, like some sort of thing ship is coming through. Kind of similar in size, maybe to the. Uh, it also RV. could, but it also could be the orbs, which are smaller. But we'll talk about that here in a minute. Okay. Okay. But that's just the experience with the window. So what I okay. So going back to this and kind of if I want to go the route, obviously of aliens here, because 
obviously that's just where most you of my knowledge to justify your 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 passion for aliens but it's also like where most of my knowledge sits so it's like my yeah. easy reference point and yeah. so if you buy into the theory that aliens are, are a mix of both physical and, and psychic or some sort of 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 uh psychic entity that is creating physical manifestations of itself uh, uh as jesse slowly shakes his head uh but you like a window into another dimension or whatever might just be wh how Tom is interpreting however these creatures are using their link to their, you know, just the psychic element of them coming into our, our plane of existence from whatever dimension, the fourth, fifth, whatever, to our dimension uh, and having to, again, it, you have to buy the idea that aliens might be a psychic phenomenon as well as a physical phenomenon because that's where, like, using uh, like these weird windows and alternate realities and things coming through that are very mushroom trippy-like Kind yeah. of, that's how a lot of them are are reported when they happen. So, yeah, I wouldn't call it evidence, but there's definitely no. not. There's definitely a precedent. That, for thank this type you. Of that, yeah, that's what I guess I'm looking for. This is not super strange in the world of ufology. Right, right. There are sightings that are like a portal opened and a smiling angel stepped out, and he was a tall white. And he was a fucking yeah, yeah Nordic who was just like yeah. telling me I was the chosen one and I was going to communicate the message to humanity. And that ah, never actually works BS for some weird is what, reason. Is what you mean? What? What? Dude, I don't know, man. Have you ever stumped it? In the Pale Moon Night? <laughs> I have stumped it and never once. Look, again, let me just say for the record, I my parents used to live on an old slave plantation built on a Civil War battlefield built on Indian burial grounds. If there was ever going to be spirits or UFOs or paranormal anything, it would have been there. And well, did they move the bodies or not? <laughs> no, I mean, that is it that's was the key. Literally, the Zachary Taylor. Uh, look it up. It's in. It's outside of Louisville, Kentucky. It is straight up. All of those things are on that massive plot of land, and I don't know if they moved the bodies. Or, I'm, all I'm saying to y'all is, it, if there was ever a place where I would have been haunted, and my parents, the guest room, the one I would go stay with them, was painted yet like creepy yellow, and it had old well, listen, paintings of listen. like wilderness, and it looked terrifying. This at isn't night. a haunting, Jesse. This is interdimensional interactions. That's with what the I'm saying, creature. though. If there was ever going to be anything, <laughs> it was going to be there. It was going to be there. It was going to be right. at that location. Not once. The craziest thing they had was that my parents had a weird rat dog. That was it. Ah, so my parents, um, they like you see if if you. Uh, like are looking at the map of that area. Yeah, there's the Zachary Taylor National Cemetery, so that's like a Civil War cemetery, right? And then the uh, if you go further down, uh, Blankenbaker Lane, right? Okay. There's the Locust Grove, which is the like his old home, right? Okay. And then this entire area is built on an old Indian burial ground. And my, it's right next to a Panera. <laughs> yes, it was all sweet Panera. Fish. Yeah, uh, my my parents lived uh, on Pawnee Trail, so like right in the middle of it. If you go down, oh my uh, god, yeah, right there, I can see it on this map. Yeah, right in the middle of it, and so they had all of this stuff around them, and their house was like a one story old ass house with like everything in it. Seriously, looked like it could have been. From way back, like, my my parents have a weird collection of I think things that old relatives gave them before they died, and so it's like photos from like 1908 and shit. Ooh. And so the house looks like it could have been a haunted place. Never, not once, not once. Did I, well, and I would just be got like, lucky, Jesse, no, you that's not lucky. That's so dumb. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Mm -hmm. Hold on, wait. Zachary Taylor's ghost is not happy. If indeed it is the shade of the twelfth president. But who else's ghost could it be hanging about Taylor's tomb in the Zachary Taylor National Cemetery in Louisville, Kentucky? Ah, uh, see? As yeah, far but... as anyone can remember, his ghost did not appear until 1991. See? <laughs> he took a while. BS. It took a while. He needed maybe, he was, maybe he was fermenting, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe you have to get to a certain point before you can be a ghost, you know? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta atone for your sins. Well, uh, I will say, hold on, where is this thing at? <laughs> if you guys want to get real messed up. Uh -huh. Um, there is a place, <laughs> Alex. If, see where it, this is totally. You can edit all this out, but it's just if you go to uh the Henry Watterson Expressway and where Brownsboro Road and Henry Watterson meet, there's a place yeah. called Nushnosh. If you scroll in enough past that, yeah, there's a place called Gasthaus German. 
best German food I've ever had in my life. I don't know why I Gas need to bring that up. Right next to Nushnosh? <laughs> yes. Gasthaus is so good. It's the best German food I've ever had. Across the street from the Panera? Hell yeah. yeah. We'll do that. One day we'll market. go. One day we'll go. Yeah, we, we have a whole day trip you. here. We're going to go find Zachary Taylor's ghost. We'll exactly. It's delicious. $10,000 reward. <laughs> best I ever had in my life. Well. Oh, damn. Better than in Texas? Yeah. Totally yeah. Uh, unrelated. Sorry. Edit all that out. Sorry, Mathis. No, you're fine. I, that's totally fine. It was a better day than the Gormans were having. That's uh-huh. for sure. Okay. Oh, because God damn, those Gormans. Things only got worse for the Gormans as things ramped up on the ranch. You. Ah, whoa, 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 whoa. Define worse because this isn't none of this sounds worse right that's now. That's when I the cattle be, mutilations began. I would be fucked in the head if I saw any of this. Let me tell you. If a me wolf too. Came, like, did not <laughs> me kill too. With my giant like sniper rifle bullets. Like I would be, and you're chunking like flesh off of this monster. With yeah, though the like, wolf with the bulletproof body and stuff. That alone, I would be like loading my children into my Jeep Grand Cherokee and driving them away. <laughs> well. Beyond the Gormans being of some seeming interest to this, shall we call it, intelligence, with air quotes, so too were the Gormans' cattle. If you remember, in the last episode, we had that whole giant wolf thing, the one that attempted to murder. (laughs) Son, hand me my specific gun. My Ot-36 or what have you. While the wolf was impervious to bullets, it still tried to yank a cattle through the bars, as, you know, you would assume wildlife would might do. And the hovering lights seemed interested in messing with the cattle, even so far as upping their activity when Tom Gorman moved them. If you remember, we talked about that in the last episode a little bit too. However, it would not be until the winter of 94, going into 95, that things for their cows got noticeably terrible, as the Gormans began to lose their cattle that winter. One particular night, Tom was rounding up the herd thanks to a snowstorm that had just happened when he noticed that one of his breeding cows had gone missing, a registered Angus. Now remember that the Gormans were incredibly proud of their ranching work, and they were damn good at it. A 1% loss on their cattle year over year was devastating to them. And so Tom Gorman, determined to find that cattle, began to look on horseback in the dense area of trees to the southwest of the ranch. As Tom entered the heavily wooded area, he instantly noticed tracks belonging to the cow and feeling relief thought it would be really easy for him to track the cow out here, as it was the only one who had wandered away and a snowstorm had just happened, so following the tracks was easy. But as Tom continued to follow the tracks, it became increasingly clear to him that the cow hadn't simply wandered off, but instead was running at a full sprint through the woods in the middle of what was a snowstorm. They swerved and careened through the trees, trampling bushes, snapping limbs off trees, and breaking them under hoof. Maybe Event- it's silent. Maybe it's totally silent in the snow. Like you just run and it's like. This <laughs> is well. Like, the, the the cow took off during the snowstorm, so winds and snow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. I'll buy, he's, I'll he's, buy that part. Do yeah, they yeah. all wear giant bells around their necks still, or is that a romanticized? I think it's a romanticized version. Right, Maybe from the eighteen hundreds or something. Bell the cow from silly symphonies. Right. Yeah. Something like okay. that. Yeah. Fair enough. So eventually, Tom did come to a clearing where the tracks had led. No trees around only to be met, much like the wolf, with no tracks any longer. There had been no place for the cow to jump or hide. The, the tracks simply stopped. From there, Tom quartered off the whole area uh, and looked around the area for about a half an hour, avoiding the tracks and leaving it hoping that the cow would return. However, after four days, the cow never came back and he never saw the cow again. Wait, so he just, he saw the tracks stop. The tracks just stopped in a clearing. And had nowhere to like, go. I'll wait. He quartered the area off, basically searched it on his own, came up with nothing, then left it for a few days to make sure that the cow could safely return without anything bothering it, and then it never came back, and he never found it. Is there any possible explanation for that type of thing? Are no cows known to like walk back through their tracks, anything like that? You would think that he would have found them, though, right? Right. Yeah, somewhere. I am not a rancher, so I can't sit here and say, here's what could have happened. I don't know. Or at least eventually you would find it. Right, you would eventually find it. But no, he never found it. And by the time winter came to an end and the rainy season began in 95, Tom would continue to go on to lose four of his precious cows. 
during a particularly bad storm, rainstorm, thunderstorm specifically, that lasted two days, Tom and his boy Tad were riding around ranch on horseback, tracking their cattle, trying to make sure they're ever accounted for. How many, how many cattle are we talking about about here? Like hundreds? Uh, I, uh, no, not, I wouldn't say hundreds. I think it's like 20 or 30. Yeah, just like a small amount. Right? Yeah, just a family ranch. This isn't okay. like a, 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 a huge corporation running like right, right, right. 100 cattle. It's not some adamantium holdings type. <laughs> yeah, no, not adamantium holdings. Bringing it's in a mom and pop's operation. <laughs> exactly. So Tad eventually came across a calf and started to give chase as it ran off. It happened all the time. That wasn't irregular. But while he was chasing the calf, Tad caught sight of one of their heifers that was stuck in a muddy embankment, bawling loudly and very obviously in need of getting yanked out. Tad took a mental note to return to help the animal once he caught the calf. It only took him about 20 minutes to capture the calf and return the calf to its mother before he could return back to the stuck cow and get it out of the, whole, the, the mud. However, once he returned, Tad found the heifer had died. The canal had not been deep enough for it to drown, and being confused and curious, he walked over, popped off his horse to investigate, only to be shocked by what he found to run off and get his dad, Tom, to confirm. What Tad had discovered was that the cow's anus had been carved out with what seemed to be a sharp tool, something akin to a six-inch circular saw, Shut up. with a Shut sucking up. device that had been jammed into its ass Shut and up. just instantly slurped out everything Don't inside. Don't say it says, where did you get the word slurped from? Is that in the text? <laughs> it's, a per, it's a favorite It's another Mathis term? It's another Mathis term. slurp? Yeah. However... However, not happen. No, there, there <laughs> no. is no blood anywhere on the scene. No, nope. and it would happen again three months later. <laughs> now, nope. now you can say no all you want, but you can go and look up videos, news articles, news uh, programs like on the TV of cattle mutilations that all have this similar thing. Its genitals and anus are all scooped out and surgically removed, and sometimes the face and tongue are completely removed as well. You can go watch videos from 2012, 2013, literally still happening today. Cattle mutilations are happening. There go is look it up. absolutely no reason in all the galaxy why anyone would travel to this planet and be like, scoop that anus. Never. It wouldn't happen. You it wouldn't. Not, wouldn't we happen. don't understand. There's no way for us to know. <laughs> there is one reason. It is, no. it is reproductive no. organs that are constantly no. taken. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Alex, don't look at me like that. No. And you're telling me aliens are coming here scooping out anuses for banging anuses? Why don't just bang the anus? Maybe <laughs> not... they are. Maybe they're weird. Maybe they're weird robot aliens. You never know. That could be the. That could be the. That could be what happens. I don't. This is BS. This. I'm not the first. I didn't invent this idea. I didn't. This is just people. This is just people doing weird stuff and then being like aliens instead of the fact that human beings are strange. Cattle no, mutilations is one thing I'm going to bat for because that shit's still happening. It's yes, because people are weird and they do stuff like that all the time. Well, but it's bloodless is. and shit. It's like bizarre. It doesn't make any sense. Like, go look up the videos and stuff. It's, it's there not is, normal. There is the idea that, like, some cattle mutilations can be attributed to, like, wildlife, like, shoving their nose and eating out the insides and stuff like normal, that. But that leaves, like, a typical mess. Yeah, or normal, uh, just, like, normal decay of a cow. Yeah. But... It's I the don't ones, know, the ones where it's like overnight scoop. Yeah, just something that's like something's been scooped out. I'm like, I don't know what that is. It's like a weird thing, and it's not uncommon. Like I, you know, it's it's pretty common. It's I like urge you all who who are listening to this and are curious, literally just do just some research on cattle mutilations. You're not going to be brought to some weird angel fire website. Like it's there are, common, it's one of the most common. Yeah. But it doesn't look. Aliens are not better than us if that's what they're doing. I, they might not be. They very to... may not be. <laughs> Aliens, you travel across the galaxy. Maybe to come every scoop species butt? in the universe no, is just horny, dude. No, yeah, man. Aliens, that's Aliens stupid. Aliens are from Mars. Aliens are from Venus. You know, you never know which ones are which. <laughs> that's stupid. That's dumb. You come in, you come in here, and your whole thing is like, I'm scooping butt. That's dumb. I don't know. You're stupid, aliens. Maybe you're that's stupid. just one of the things you're doing. Maybe yeah, maybe. That's just the icebreaker. You know, maybe you're going on a vacation. But the cattle mutilation. Mm -mm, you don't know. Mm -mm. You never know. Have Jesus smoking weed, and he's just There's like plowing the anus of a scooped out cow. I'm out. I can't. <laughs> I don't believe in aliens anymore. I think we're alone in the universe. I don't. I can't. I can't live with that. I can't live knowing that out there somewhere is a dude who's like, "Snibnop, are we going to Earth today? Yes, Clark Stark. Let's go. Well, let, let me, I've got let me butt to scoop. 
No, how, I how refuse. Much do you have, how much trouble do you have imagining that that guy exists on Earth? Oh, none. I know there are creeps none. on Earth who would who would definitely do that. But right. here's so my thing. Not? Yeah. Why would what? First off, who's letting? First off, Dude, who's okay. letting those crazy aliens get spaceships? Can, Does the alien the council just let everyone have a spaceship? Bullshit. Dude, you know in the lighthouse, he starts to have some weird sexy things happening to him because he's just been alone for so long. Yeah. So he starts acting out and doing weird shit. Maybe maybe Earth, you know, you're always talking about how Earth is like, you know, the most important thing in alien theories. Like, what if Earth is like the ship? Like the yeah, shit, what if we're just like, like the tourist trap? What No, not even. Like, what if we're like Juneau, Alaska? Like, what if we're just like the far away, like, station that you take and then you don't have anybody to slurp with? So you, <laughs> you slurp a fucking cow while you're stumping one night. <laughs> You know, here's the thing. I buy that. that. I, 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 I buy that. Yeah, no, right? I, I get it because, uh, <laughs> oh you know, maybe, maybe to them, humans are like gross, but cows, they're like, maybe they have you exactly seen the like udders cows. on that one? <laughs> maybe they look like, maybe the aliens look like cows in like business suits. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The bovi, uh, the bovi theory. Tall, of course. It's all black and whites. That's why yeah, they're like, scooping their innards. Yeah. Well, this is where. The cattle mutilations and the lights in the sky start to merge. Oh, boy. Tom would lose two more animals to cattle mutilation, and he would learn something along the way. But before he learned that particularly bad lesson, what worried Tom is that during all the cattle distress, at the same time, he would constantly see the lights hovering low and around the cattle, usually the night one of these mutilations was going to happen. And one night in particular, he had seen them again. The following day, Tom saw one of his cemental cows laying near some bushes at a distance. Tom went over to investigate and found that the cemental cow's reproductive organs and anus had been, like the previous, cut Shlorped. and slurped out right the back out. end. Slurped right out of that back end. Just, you can hear it, right? You can just... And yeah, while there was no blood... An yeah, it's yeah. great. And while there was no blood nearby... Tom did find a pool of brownish liquid near the animal's shoulder, about two inches in diameter. Touching it, Tom described it as a thin gel-like substance. He went back to the ranch to get something so he could collect it, and by the time he returned, it had all evaporated. It, too, had been slurped away. <laughs> it had been <laughs> slurped away. The mutilations always seemed to be done by tools and someone who seemed to know what they were at the very least doing with it. And the mutilations always came after seeing lights hovering amongst the cows. And it always seemed to happen during thunderstorms, maybe using them to cover their actions and the noises as they were being made. In April of 1996, while sitting on his porch with his three healer dogs, which are like good cattle hounds, basically, he once again saw the mysterious blue orb heading and hovering in the cow's general direction. And any time the orbs arrived, they'd always brought trouble, and the dogs had all jumped up and began to growl. Getting sick of these things, Tom gave the command for the dogs to give chase, and off they sprinted from the porch after the orb while Tom watched from a distance while the dogs barked and jumped. When the dogs caught up to the orb, the orb would dip to their level before rising again, making the dogs leap constantly to try to just grab at it. Like a, yeah, just like roasting them or playing with them. I love that. It is up and down as they jumped up to try to catch it. Simultaneously, while taunting and toying with them, it was slowly leading them away, back to the thick of trees where it seems to always go. Yikes. Where all the good things, quote, quote typically happen before they and the dogs disappeared out of sight of Tom. Before long, he heard the yelping of pain and fear before the dogs just went silent and everything suddenly stopped. Don't tell me you heard a slurping sound coming from the tree. <laughs> Tom waited a few hours on the porch, too nervous to leave, and the dogs never returned. He determined that he would look for them in the morning with sunlight by his side. The next morning... As he went into the trees, looking for the dogs, he found, all Tom found, were three burned patches of grass with three blackish, greasy messes that sat in the center of all of them. They vaporized the dogs? That smelled so bad 
that Tom fleed the scene while retching over and over. Okay, and all over. right. Y'all, we talk about this all the time on this show, and I'm going to put it out there again. Once more, I'm going to say this to everyone. There is no reason you should be on this property still. <laughs> when, and when, when, like, cows, when your actual living is being destroyed, when your pets are being vaporized, <laughs> when you are being harassed by wolves, anyone, like, every ghost store, they're like, well, we figured we'd stay. Liars. There's no way. There's no way. Even if you're like, well, I paid so much money, you'd still leave. You would still leave. There's no way. Mm -mm. I'd be out. There's no question. But I would have been out the first thing that happened. Yes. Once like, a, a wolf he, person like attacked my bit ahead. You have to keep a, in mind, this is like, they're not like moving apartments. This is their livelihood. They've moved their entire family on this matter. ranch. Doesn't Everything matter. Everything they own. Getting doesn't, out of this place is not easy. The fact no, that that's, that's, a that's, a, that's, that's a lie. If your family was threatened, you would remove them from the situation. But their Everyone families, would. But you could argue their family hasn't truly been threatened because whenever it's interacted with them, it's been relatively friendly. It's oh. whenever it fucks with their cattle and their animals that it gets weirdly mean. But that's but their livelihood. What did you think every time that it was? It surely had to be the last time, though. Also, no. I mean, at what? <laughs> at a certain point, you'd be like, "This probably isn't going to end." <laughs> like, would you be a believer immediately that there was something crazy happening? No, no, no. The, the wolf thing, I would have been like, well, that's weird. And I would, you know, obviously think it was well, strange, but it also feel unsafe. Like, I wouldn't think it was, uh, like, an alien doing it. New fencing, I would just think you need it's to, like, unsafe. really secure the, the place. Yeah. I would love to ask, like, many farmers, and I don't know how many farmers listen to this show. Probably, like, one, at least, somewhere. But, like, I want to ask the farmers who listen to Chiluminati to go onto the Chiluminati subreddit and just let us know, uh, which is, by the way, r slash... Chiluminati pod. pod. Yep. Yep. And uh, if you want to, same as our Patreon, by the way. And uh, I just want you guys to weigh in on how often you see shit out there in the nighttime that you have no idea what the fuck it is and you decide, ah, fuck it, and just like forget about it. Because I bet it's a lot. I bet you it's more than we think it is. I bet I think, you it's I think like, most people do that, though. I think most people see things and are like, eh. Like this morning, for example, right? This is a real story of me that just happened this morning. And obviously, we're not supposed to go outside very much right now. So right. we don't. But I heard a woman screaming, help, help. Oh, God. Fucking help. Help. Holy shit. Please. Oh, my fucking God. Somebody. Won't somebody please fucking help me? And I wasn't sure that it was real at first because, I, you know, most of the time when you hear shit like that outside, it's like you go outside and, like, somehow it's, like, still kids playing. I don't know. How that <laughs> LA, happens. baby. Yeah. I don't know how that happens. But this time, there was, like, people out in the street walking looking around for what the fuck was happening this just this was like five hours ago and then i was like sort of like standing in the yard with wallace like trying to figure it out kelly kind of like went up one way i was kind of like looking another way because uh the way she was screaming it was like bouncing all over the place so we were just trying to figure out where it was coming from there was and like I a saw whole group of people outside yeah wow. and then i saw her and then i saw her i was the only person who saw her and she walked by and it was a woman who was totally normal she was holding her cell phone and she was wearing sunglasses and she was like holding it in front of her face, looking at it and almost like smiling as she was like screaming these things right into the phone. No idea. No like idea. Somebody like some happening. fucking prank that, that the friend put him up to or some shit. Yeah. But the point is I live in a huge city even, right? This isn't even like, this isn't even like a rural place. I live in Los Angeles. It's like arguably like the city, right? Like that you think of when you think of an American city. Right? Uh, New York. Uh, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to say anything uh, New bad about York. New York right now. I'm not going to say anything bad, bad about New York right now, but we can talk about that later, New York. We'll talk about it later when we're all feeling a little better, okay? Number one city, <laughs> New York. We'll talk about it. New but York. But point is, we're in the best city in the world, and no one <laughs> can see. No one can, nobody knows what the fuck's going on, and I can just imagine that if there was, like, if you lower the barrier of, like, what it could be by a lot, I bet you it's so scary, some of the shit that happens out there in the farms. And so it's not that hard for me to believe, like, somebody could tell me this story and be completely truthful, even if it isn't an alien. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even if it wasn't, like, extraterrestrials coming down and, like, sh shooting through a portal. I feel like there's enough weird shit out there that, like, we as humans don't fully recognize or understand that it could be anything. And so that's why I, it's hard for me to totally ridicule these people, but it's mm -hmm. also, like... Yeah, I, I don't. I admit that it sounds insane, but I could totally see them like staying because I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like this type of shit is like just par for the course a lot of the time for people who work, especially in the forest. Like, yeah. I watch those. 
I watch those Ask Reddit videos of people out in the forest. Like, what's the scariest thing you've ever yes! seen? Yes. Yeah, like oh, I, dude, I Lestroud. Lestroud talks about like uh, Survivor Man. In case anybody's yeah. ever not watched him, he talks about the time he something that was big and bipedal curiously was poking at his tent and then like just left after like some time, and he's just never has figured out what it was. He's just like, oh well, guess I'll never find out. At least I didn't die. Yeah, pretty much. That was his attitude. It was like I didn't die. I'm happy I didn't die. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh but again, this I think this like the dogs being being vaporized is kind of a line for me. And what happens after what is even more exactly. What are we talking about? Like, what are we actually left with here? Uh, with the dogs? Yeah. Uh, a, three burnt patches of grass with sitting in the center of them a, a, a mass of something black and greasy that smelled so bad that he ran retching. What I would imagine is the vaporized corpses of the three dogs. Well, that ran. yeah, that's what I that's what I understood it to be, right? But like. Mm-hmm. Is he, does he, did he find like the, the tags of the dog or the, nope. like, was there anything like the, the teeth? Nope. Okay. Just that, whatever that was. I mean, look, that would be enough for me, to be honest. Like, uh, even if it wasn't his dogs. Yeah. Just I, like, I would not, I would not come out for three days, but still, I, I, you know, I'm just trying to figure it out. So this all leads now into the summer of 1996. We're coming to the tail end of their stay here at the ranch. And again, we skipped a lot of stuff. Read the book if you're interested. Uh, There's a whole lot of good stuff in there. But Tom and Ellen at this particular point, in this particular event, were outside their homestead watching the cattle on their horses uh, several hundred yards away. Both had been stressed from very recent events, the orbs bothering them, the loss of their cattle and their dogs. And Tom noticed that the cattle and the horses were once again becoming restless. And Tom saw it first. A blue orb flew from the tree line next to the horses. It flew around the heads of the horses, which the horses, kind of funnily enough, just impatiently shook off. The horses, Tom noticed, were not reacting with alarm when normally the orbs tend to cause alarm. The orb darted away from the animals and hovered around 20 feet from the Gormans, 15 feet in the air, so 20 feet out, 15 feet up. Tom's description of the orb, now that he had a clear sight of this thing, was the following. It was, quote, a clear, hard, glass-like exterior, maybe two or three times the size of a, ba- a baseball. Inside was a swirling, intensely blue substance, like a liquid beginning to boil or nearly bubbling, incandescent blue fluid. Accompanying it was the faint crackling of static electricity. So that's what they see. This thing is finally within viewing distance, and they see this mm, literal glass orb Two to three si- times as size as a baseball, which in my mind puts it at like basketball size. I Maybe guess. a little smaller than a basketball. Yeah, I guess like, like a, a little smaller. Like a head. And, like yeah. a kid's head. Yeah, like a children's enormous noggin. And it's got like crackling blue liquid swirling around inside of it. It sounds like a D&D magic item. <laughs> yeah, like straight up like a crystal ball from like a fortune teller's yeah. magic cart. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. It sounds exactly like a crystal ball. Tom and Ellen from that point were gripped with paralyzing fear, and they could not shake it. Ellen turned on her flashlight and flashed it toward the orb, which caused the orb to flee back behind the tree line behind their homestead. As soon as the orb had disappeared, so too did their paralyzing fear. Ellen began to cry and repeated over and over again, we have to leave this place. Yes, that's right. Here we go. (laughs) That's right. The pair, went, the pair went inside their homestead, and two hours later, the orb came by the house again. Its presence seemed to dim the lights inside the house until its curiosity dissipated, as did the orb, and all lights returned to normal. It wouldn't be long after that that Tom, Ellen, and the family moved the hell off that ranch and left all those events behind them. That's where we leave the Gormans. Oh, shit. And that's where we leave them. That's the major event that I would call the most important, I think, for, for everybody to know. Kind of captures all the, the, the random... But they uh, left, yes? They 100% left then? They left the, the ranch, yeah. They moved out and it was okay. abandoned. Okay, I'm glad for they at least... They were only there for what? They were only there for what? Uh, 13, yeah, 14, 13 15 months? months? I think it was 15 yeah, months. Something like that? 15 months. And it was only recently... The ranch was only bought again in 2017 by Adamantium Holdings. Like, honestly, like, honestly, if I was like... I invested in a move, right? I come from far away to be on a ranch. I got all this. You gave it a year. 
yeah, I got all this crazy shit happening. I got all these things going down. And then all the shit starts happening. I'll hold out for a year, you know, to like see if my investment pans out. Like, I don't think it's that crazy. Like, I feel like that's pretty like, they were like, no, there's something here. We need to get out of here. Yeah. I mean, and, and to, to, again, to their credit too, if, if, you know, taking this, you know, with a grain of salt and saying this is all true, yeah. uh, even the beginning wasn't even all that bad. It was a ramp up. It started like more interestingly. Granted, the wolf was kind of an aggressive start, but after that, it kind of just, it kind of tapered off and was like weirdly just lights that were playing with them. And there's, there's stories where Tom is in the woods chasing the lights and he's trying to capture them and they're constantly just like playing with them and stuff. And then it got more and more and more aggressive and ill in nature. And that's when like the dogs were being vaporized, the cattle mutilations were happening. A lot of like typical weird extraterrestrial encounters started happening toward the end of their stay. But it's a lot. It is a lot. It's almost too much. Oh, I shouldn't say almost. It's too much. It's even if it's true, it's too much. <laughs> like, it's just it's so yeah. goddamn much. And that's like I said, that's just Hunt for the Skinwalker. There's a whole other book that I, I wanted to use when we I don't know if we'll do six us uh, a five parter, but um, there's a whole like 100 page book. Just literally called Lost on Skinwalker Ranch. That is a security guard's experiences on the ranch. But, you know, like, it's just like crazy, crazy stuff. It's just, we'll see. We'll thank see. Thank God for security guards. Right. For thank all God the security for security guards across all the years of all the crazy things. Yep. All the exposés security guards have, have provided to us. <laughs> thank God. I hope you guys boys have been enjoying this. This has been a hell of a project. I have. I have. You're this such has a been tease. a lot of fun. I've been having a great time. And if you want to continue having a great time, oh how about God. heading over to patreon.com slash Pod, where you can keep having a great time right now with like two more hours, maybe three more hours of free Chiluminati that you haven't even heard. Like that, like last week we did like an enormous, the last one we did of these. Yeah, the last, last one we did enormous. It was huge. It was like an hour long. You have no idea how much value there is to these extra Chiluminati episodes. Also, like, we couldn't do it without you guys. Thank you so yes. much. Like, God this damn. has just been such a fun project, and to be able to ramp it up and start doing these bigger, bigger projects has been... This is a job now. This is it a is. Real deal. It's great. I love it so much. And as always, too, thank you to Deanna, the assistant researcher who helped me out on this Hero. one. Same one that, that helped me out with Mothman. She's a fucking trooper. She's awesome. Uh, and I want to, I really want to shout her out because, again, they're just donating their time right now to, to help us out with these yeah. things. So heroes. they're heroes. Uh, we're going to bounce. We've got a couple mini sodes to go record. Again, if you guys want to support us, feel free to check us out on the Patreon. If you've been enjoying the podcast and dropping us a review goes a long way to just helping us out. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, it's, it's Mathis Games for myself, Faciane A for Alex, and Jesse Cox for Jesse. And of course, the podcast itself is at Chaluminati Pod. Same name as the subreddit, same name as the Patreon. We'll be back next week with Skinwalker Ranch Part 4, potentially the last one. Keep it sexy. We'll see. see you Bye. then. Bye, everybody.